take us through like maybe your the most proud moment in your career or potentially the, the best fight in your career or your toughest opponent, just anything you've got. I reckon the listeners would just love to hear it. Yeah, look, uh, the story that I've, I've often said, one of the most memorable times of my career is uh, my WAKO world title fight against uh, South African champion um, Mike Bernardo, the late Mike Bernardo. Um, we lost him a few years ago. Um, yes, it was, uh, it, it was basically a fight that I had to fight the odds in and out of the ring. Um, I was in Australia doing my uh, fight camp here. and I, I sort of stepped away from Japan at the time just because I decided to do my fight camp here be, purely because of the distractions over mm. in Japan. So um, did my fight camp here with about two weeks to go. Um, I got an unfortunate call from mum saying that dad was ill um, mm-hmm. and he was admitted into hospital and required uh, heart surgery. Um, and at that time, even though my world title was important, everything just went. Yeah, straight out vanished. the door, absolutely vanished. And um, I remember picking up the phone vividly, picking up the phone, ringing my coach, Paul Fifield, and uh, I told him the story. And he turned around and he says, "Why are you even thinking about it?" He says, "Family first, because mm-hmm. yep. we can fight for a world title anytime, irrespective yeah. of how big or how important it is. Let the promoters worry about it. Yeah. You worry about your family." Definitely. And I was sort of caught between you know rock and a hard place. And I'm going, "You sure?" And he goes, "Yes." He says, "You're not fighting." Just there and then, just, just dropped, just, just dropped the bomb on me. Did he? Yeah, and um, so you know, I, t- I took that on the chin. I said, "Fair enough." And uh, I remember going in the hospital to see Dad, and it was the day before his operation. He needed a, a five bypasses done, so they oh. opened him right up. Yeah, so um, I remember walking in, and the first thing that Dad said, he was lying on the bed, and the first thing he said, he says, "How's your training going, son?" I said, <laughs> "It's not Dad." <laughs> and he looked at me, he goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Is this something that you've always wanted?" I said, "No, no." This is about you. It's not about me anymore. Yep. It's just two weeks to go. What are you doing? I said, no, this is it. You know, and um, yep. even the day before the op, I was in his room. And the first thing he said to me again was how my training was going. Because he <laughs> thought I was kidding. And I said, it's not, it's not that. I said, I'm worrying about you and you mm-hmm. only. And uh, once this is done and you're coming out the other side, I said, we'll consider it then. But otherwise, let's just worry about you. And um, I remember he went into surgery and... He come out of surgery the uh, you know hours later, and he looked like death warmed up. And I remember looking at him from the waiting room, and oh, oh. it's terrible. It's, it really makes you evaluate life and what it's all about. You Absolutely. Know? And you know the importance of my world title just didn't exist. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The thought didn't exist. It says a lot about when you're a parent, though. His first thoughts not him himself. It's my son. Why aren't you fighting for the world title? And I'm a father now, and I'd be. I, I think just when you when you have kids, you, you instantly change your thought process and everything about what you're doing for your kids. And it, that, I mean, you said he was death warmed up and he was still thinking about your training yeah. as opposed to what he was going through five bypasses, you said. So that, that's just, that, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is amazing. And, you know, it really made me evaluate life just looking at, you know, the, this, this body, my dad there on the table, he looked clinically dead, mm. you know, but he still had to come to and um, it was a relief when I did see him move and come to hours and hours later. And uh, I remember the day after the op again, I walked in, yeah. said g'day to him, and what do you reckon he said? <laughs> How's training going? How's training going, Sam? Yeah, and um, as he got better, as the days got on, he got better. He, he said to me, he says, look, you've got to do me a favour. He says, I know how much you wanted this and how much it means to you. He says, I've come out the other side. Yeah. He says, I'll be fine. He says, but please do go and do this for me. Yep. And um, those words sort of stuck, but I still hadn't made up my mind because I had to run it by my coach, and my coach is pretty family-orientated. And... Um, I remember ringing my coach, leaving the hospital, and I said, listen, Dad's with Dad's blessing, I said, uh, 
he wants me to go on and fight this world title. He says, how do you feel about it? And I said, well, you know, upon his blessing, I said, by all means. Yeah. But at the same token, I'm still worried about him because it's still, you know, early days. And he says, look, let's give another day or two. Let's give, you know, say nothing <clears throat> to anybody at the moment. Give another day or two. We've still got a week and a half. He says, we can go if you have to. So I um, remember the following day, I rang him. He says, how do you feel? I said, look, I went to see dad. Honestly, I think he'll be more excited for me yeah, yeah. for himself if I do. It'd probably help go. him. Yep. Yeah. So I did. I made the choice of leaving and uh, with a week and a half to go, I left and got to Japan and got back into the swing of things and everything was fine and everything was great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, apart from, you know, my dad undergoing this operation, which I yep. used to call in daily, yeah. um, everything was perfect. And, um, like I said, with his blessing, I went on f uh, and fought this fight, but uh, I remember the day of the event, um, just trying to stay focused yeah. on what I had to do. Cause I still am at the back of my head, you know, yeah, yeah. thank God, you know, good coaches, are, you know, aren't good. They're great. You know, they really put you, draw, draw what they have to draw out of you and, and get what they have to get out of you. And, um, remember he was talking to me and he says, Hey, you've committed. Your dad wants you to be here. Yeah. We've done the work. There's nothing else. Let's go and enjoy ourselves. And that's the first thing he used to say to me, always go and enjoy yourself. So my instructions were quite simple against Mike Bernardo. He said, you know, go out there because he's a big puncher. He says, don't mix any more than three or four punches with him. Stick and move. He says, you're too fast. You're too strong for him. But just don't stand in front of him. Yeah. So as, as simple as those instructions were, I remember the bell going in the first round. And we touched gloves. And there I am picking him off. And all of a sudden... I just got in this flurry of punches that it felt so good hitting him, you know. <laughs> so I got, you know, one, two, three, and I think on the fourth punch I went to throw, he just caught me with this beautiful oh, right no. hook in the first round. Oh, He'd no. be clean on the chin. Honest to God, if I can explain this, I hit the canvas like a cement bag. Yeah. And I was just, I, 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 I sort of conscious and half unconscious, and I remember all I heard was like a slur, the referee going, Two. Oh, God. And I sort of looked up and there was a light reflecting behind the referee. And it was just like a black silhouette. And I'm thinking, okay, you've got to get up here, Sam. you really got to get mm -hmm. up. And my head, I was peeling my head off the ground, but my body wouldn't get off the ground. And by the count of six, I got to one knee. Seven, I stood up. Honestly, and the referee looks at me and says, you know, are you okay? And I don't know any fighter to this very day saying, no, ref, I'm not okay. No. I'm go home. I'm <laughs> yeah. sick. So happen. I go, yeah. And I was like a flag on a windy day. <laughs> You know, he goes, well, touch, you know, rub, you know, wipe your gloves. And I wipe my gloves and he goes, well, fight. And all it was, it was just Mike Bernardo just come straight at me. And I remember throwing a punch and a kick and I slipped over. Um, not because I actually slipped, it's yeah. because my legs weren't there. Yeah, your legs so weren't my working. legs weren't there. And I remember getting back off the ground. We exchanged one or two punches again and that the bell went and the sort of, he went off to his corner and I was going off to a neutral corner. That's how buggered I was. Yeah. That's how big the punch was. Yeah. And I remember going back and. Paul looked at me and he says to me, he says, what are you doing? He says, what did I say to you? And he reckons the first 20 seconds of him talking to me was like talking to a blank canvas. Yeah, yeah boy. There. Just, I wasn't there. And it took literally 20 seconds until I came to and, he, and I finally answered him. He says, mate, you've just been knocked out. It's a 10 8 round. He has nearly lost that fight. He goes, yeah. what's wrong with you? He says, you need to weather the storm here. Get on your, get on your feet. Get your legs back in the second round. Yep. He says, we'll go to work in the third and fourth mm -hmm. and fifth if it's to be. So I followed those instructions, which I did. By the end of the second, I've come back and I knew exactly where I was and I knew exactly what to do. He gave me my instructions again and I walked out and it was time to go to work now. There was nothing else I could do because I was already behind on points. And as I walked past him, the <clears throat> there was an announcement 
um, time out, get ready to fight. And as I was walking off, my trainer, Paul Fife, grabs my hand. He looks at me and says, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, uh, hey, and I look at what's up? He goes, time to go to work. He goes, your dad is depending on us. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Flick the switch. I cannot even tell you the feeling mm -hmm. that I had. I get emotional, you know, but yeah. my, just I had these gears and cogs go in my head. Yeah. 100 miles an hour in my gut. And I was just on fire. I was literally on fire. I walked out. I hit Mike Bernardo with everything. Mm -hmm. I was catching with triple jab right hands. I was hitting him with back spinning kicks. I cut him open left, right, and center. We took it out to five rounds, but I yep. cut him open. Yep. And by the end of this, the guy who's been knocked down took a standing, you know, eight, eight count or standing 10 count and got back up to win a world title. It's undescribable. It's, when I say undescribable, it's, the feeling is just yep. euphoric. It's just amazing. Is that the best feeling you've had? It, it is one of the yeah. best feelings I have because I've, you know, I come back from, from nothing. I had everything walking in the ring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden I've lost everything and I had to regain to come back up. And all so, the know, stress you've been through in the last few weeks, all the, the emotions, definitely. Yeah. And, and you know what? It probably, when, when I say, without those words, those, those fighting words, you know, from my trainer and, and everything else and the lead up, this would never have happened. You know, this would never have happened. So it was one of the most glorified and one of the most memorable world titles um, that I've ever won. You know, I've won four, but that was, would be one of the most memorable. And how bloody pumped was your old man? Oh man, I got back. I put the belt around him when I when I come back to Australia. I couldn't wait to get back. Yeah. I couldn't get back quick enough to. No, nah. yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and I guess, Mako Shark, we know about the uh, the incident where you had a heart attack while coaching. And I mean, your first thought was your father in gym. So obviously, you know the the experience you had with your dad and seeing his selflessness for you. That's something that might, inadvertently might have just carried through. And you, you're obviously you're at you know in a pretty bad spot, having a heart attack at an event, but you, you, you didn't want to, I guess, uh, not be there for your fighter. So that's, it's amazing how that sort of is translated into your coaching career as well. It, it has. And I think, you know, with, with fighters, we build this resilience and we build this strength mentally and physically. Mm. Um, sometimes our pain tolerance is that strong that it's no good. <laughs> it's what I say, it's <laughs> yeah. no good for you. And yeah. that's exactly where I was. I was at a point where I was in so much pain that I felt not once, not twice, but probably, you know, half a dozen times I felt like saying to the team, boys, I can't do this. But I just shut my mouth because I kept looking at Jimmy and Jimmy's just about five for a title. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I can't do this to him. So I put him first and I yep. put everyone else first. And uh, look, I got through it. I was in excruciating pain. I was in so much pain. And thank God, you know, as soon as we finished, because I remember Jimmy saying, oh, we're going to take these photos. And do I said, no, mate, no, I've got to leave. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I really have to get out of here. And I remember walking in the back. I grabbed my keys and I threw them at one of my students. I said, go and get my car. I said, race me straight to emergency right now, triage. And to get, on, to, get to the triage at the Royal Melbourne Hospital on a Friday at midnight, you walk in, you see every conceivable person in there, oh, yeah. you know, who's drunk, who's split their oh, yeah. head, who's been bashed and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And me, meanwhile, me clutching my chest, trying to get in and, you know, and people screaming at me saying, what are you doing? You're pushing in. I need emergency help straight away. Yeah, and, crazy. Yeah. Have you ever uh, given Jim a clip? Because he's always knocking blokes out early. And then the, the <laughs> night you're having a heart attack in the corner, he goes five rounds, Jim. What are we doing? You know, that's probably one of the, first, one of the only fights that I wanted him to finish early. But he, <laughs> did, he just dragged me out. I think he was testing me. 